So if you're listening to this podcast, you know that Kevin and I love a certain type of movie. But what you may or may not know is that we also both really love dogs. I love my dogs so much. I have two and they're my kids. Yeah, I myself just got a brand new dog. Her name is B. And one of the first things we did when we got her was sign her up for BarkBox. When BarkBox shows up here each month, we call it Puppy Christmas. Why? Because your goodest boy or girl is going to get two innovative toys, two all-natural bags of treats, and a chew curated from a unique theme collection. So head to BarkBox.com slash Cultasplat and get a free extra month when you sign up for a new subscription. That's BarkBox.com slash Cultasplat. to another episode of Cult of Splat, and uh, happy dog day. Happy dog day. Today we are celebrating our four-legged furry friends, uh, but before we get to that, I'm your host, Taylor Bartle, joined, of course, by my co-host, Kevin Nesgoda. Yo, what's up? Not much. How are your four-legged furry friends? They are good. They got um, very unexpectedly hugged at the end of this episode, or not the um, uh, episode but at the end of the movie that we are about to cover uh yeah yeah today in honor of national dog day we are talking about the 1989 tom hanks comedy turner and hooch it's been a while since i saw this and the ending wasn't how i remembered it (laughs) i mean yeah just well no i'll talk about that when we get to the end so rotten tomato scores tomato meter 50 percent. it's one of our higher ones so 50-50. Now get this, audience score, 51%. Oh, so the critics and the audience are like the most aligned we've ever had them. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting indeed. The critics consensus Tom Hanks makes Turner and Hooch more entertaining than it might look on paper, but ultimately this is a deeply silly comedy about a cop and a canine. Oh, heavens to Betsy, clutch your pearls. It's deeply silly. Deeply silly. It's not really that silly, though. It's really not. It's not a silly movie at all. I'd almost say it's more of a cop drama than a comedy, really. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you got Tom Hanks, who is always great, but he's he's almost like the straight man in this. It's almost like the dog is the, the, comic, yeah. the comic relief. No, I would totally agree with that. Like, you know, from the first scene, Hanks is definitely the straight man because of everything that he does. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely not call this deeply silly. There's definitely much more movies. I would say there's probably even cop canine movies out there that are sillier than this. Like that one with uh, fucking Jim Belushi. Oh my God, I forgot about that one. I don't even remember what it's called, but. I'm not going to look it Is it just it called canine? Probably. I think it's like the letters K, num- letter and K, nine. number nine. I- yeah. Uh, directed by Roger Spottiswood, which is a hell of a name. And he wasn't the original director. Oh? The Fonz was. What? Yeah, and apparently he and uh, Tom Hanks did not get along, so the uh, production company canned uh, the Fonz and kept Hanks. Really? Really? Huh, this guy directed Terror Train. What? This is so far apart from Terror Train. Dude, this guy's resume is wild 
stop or my mom will shoot, which deeply silly. Very silly. Uh, Terror Train, The Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. This, Tomorrow Never Dies? Straw Dogs? 48 Hours? He is all over the map with what he does. (laughs) Joe Bob's Halloween Hoedown? This dude did not want to be pigeonholed in anything. This, oh, speaking of four-legged furry friends, here is Beatrice, who has decided it's playtime. Hey, Bee. Even though you can't hear me. She's playing with uh, her Christmas light toy. Aww. From BarkBox. Ooh, a plug-in for one of our sponsors. Uh, the, the writers for this movie, Dennis Sh- Shrack? Shryak? Michael Blodgett, Daniel Petrie Jr., Jim Cash, and Jack Epps Jr., that is a what? lot of writers. Yeah, I noticed that when they were running the credits that the writers just kept going. I was like, oh, that's a lot of writers. Wow, they put them all on one screenshot, basically. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be like, you know, written by these two or three guys based on a story by these two or three guys. And so I looked on IMDb and it was like, oh, story by Dennis Shryak and Michael Blodgett screenplay by Dennis Shryak, Michael Blodgett, Daniel Petrie Jr., Tim Cash, and Jack Epps Jr. I was like, okay, so it is based on a story, but the same guys also wrote the screenplay, plus three more. Yeah. I wonder if they're like friends or if like the studio is just like bringing this guy, bringing this guy, bringing this guy. And somehow everybody got credit. Is this an episode of WWE Raw circa 2020? Something like that. No, because if it was, then Vince McMahon would just rip up the script and write a whole new one on Monday night. That's true. And there'd be so many camera cuts and smash cuts and wobbly cam during the shooting of the film that this would be completely unwatchable. That's true. So the IMDb synopsis always just... A detective must adopt a rambunctious dog in order to help him find a killer. Technically correct. That's... The bare bones of correct. Yeah. So, I, I mean, since if that's the bare bones, then let's get into the meat. The meat of the story? Yes. Shall we dive in? Let's. So we open up on Tom Hanks riding his Nordic track. Uh, I mean, I'll say right off the bat, I'm pretty sure that uh, Scott Turner, who he, he plays, is OCD. Oh, 100%. Maybe possibly on the spectrum. I would definitely place him at the outer edge, maybe a couple layers in on the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, If you ever want to feel like a lazy piece of shit, just watch this opening scene. (laughs) (laughs) He does so much to start his, or was this the end of his day? This is the end of his day. (laughs) You know how much stuff I do at the end of the day? I do nothing. Nothing. I sit on my couch and I watch happy endings until it's time to go to bed. And then I watch another episode in bed until I fall asleep. Sounds about like what I do. (laughs) But Scott Turner, on the other hand, he works out on his Nordic track, which do they even still make Nordic tracks? They do treadmills, but what he had, I don't think they make anymore because that was like the old ski machine, right? Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like an elliptical, but it's got like strings that you pull. Yeah. And it's like your cross country skiing, I think is what it's trying to simulate. Yeah. Uh, he takes, God, I don't know, seven or eight different supplements. So many. 
Uh, and at least on this night, he he goes to make a sandwich or something with bread, but some mustard has spilled out. So he cleans his entire fridge, pulls out all the shelves, wipes down everything with everything. You know, sanitizing wipes. Uh, he presses his suit for the next day, shines his shoes. Yeah. He had a suit press. He doesn't iron his suit. He had an actual suit press. Yeah. How does he afford that on a cop salary? I want to know. I assume Especially that's not in the, cheap. The small town. Yeah. Right. Uh, he shines his shoes. He f- goes, he flosses like thoroughly. He goes through probably half a box of floss. I've never, I, when I floss, I use one piece for all my teeth. I don't use the 30 like he did or 32 probably. Like I'll go through maybe, maybe two, like maybe three if it breaks a couple times. But that's the only reason. Yeah. Uh, he also meticulously trims his nose hair. He's like doing this back and forth thing real quick. Because that's going to help you see that like minuscule nose hair that's just hanging out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he reads right before bed. And not light reading. It was like some philosophy book. Yeah. I can't imagine he does this every night. I mean, obviously he doesn't clean his fridge every night, but still. You know how upset he would have to be to clean that fridge and just completely disrupt his nightly schedule if he's OCD? Yeah. I'm shocked he just didn't toss the fridge out of a window (laughs) and just buy a new one the next day. (laughs) But the next day he goes to work. Like Kevin said, he's a police officer. He works in this small town, which I, I didn't make a note of the name. I think it's Cypress Hill or Cypress Creek. It's Cypress Cypress Beach. Beach. There you go. Which is shot um, in Monterey. Is it? Yeah, it's basically Monterey. Or it is Monterey, California. That's funny because later in the movie he talks about Monterey, California. He does, which is where he's at. But uh, his partner is Carl Winslow, who recently relocated from Chicago. It's a good move. Gets away from Urkel. Yeah. And Waldo Geraldo Faldo. <laughs> but he's telling him his, his filing technique, which of course is meticulous. It's way too much. It's like in triplicate, the holes have to be punched here. You have to put one on the inside of the binder, one on the outside of the binder. Yeah. And Carl Winslow even is just like, why does it have to be on the outside and the inside? <laughs> it's so much. But he, he goes, uh, misdemeanors go in this drawer. Felonies go in this drawer, and the felonies drawer is just about empty. empty. I think there's like yeah, two, there's like two, two folders two. in it. So nothing big ever happens in this town. Right. Yeah, and Carl's just like, you know, makes a note of the uh, the drawer being empty, and Tom Hanks says, you know, why do you think I'm leaving? We find out he's uh, transferring to Sacramento to Ew. get to see some action. Ew. I mean, he'll probably see some action in Sacramento. Oh, yeah. You know, you got Carl Winslow coming from Chicago and he made a brief stop by uh, Nakatomi Plaza for a little bit before (laughs) heading up to Cypress Beach. He's like, I could tell you some action. (laughs) You don't want that action. But he asks the um, I don't know what their title is. The, The woman who does makes all the radio calls. I think it's a dispatcher dispatcher. There you go. Uh, he, Tom Hanks says, can you call us on the radio at some point today? And she's like, yeah, sure. What's going on? He goes, I just want to make sure it still works. All right. So the two of them go to get in their car and this old lady like flags down Tom Hanks, gives him some muffins 
She's like, you know, we're, we're all real sad that, that you're leaving us. And we all just hope you don't get shot. Because there's a lot of shootings in Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks is just like, uh, thanks. <laughs> At least he's not going to Santa Barbara. Because Psych taught me that there's a murder every week in Santa Barbara. There's so many murders in Santa Barbara. Having lived there for three years, the murder is just out of control. It's not really. I think there was one the entire time I was there. Murder, murder, murder. So much murder. But so he gets in the car and Carl Winslow takes one of his muffins and starts eating it. And Tom Hanks pulls out a dust buster and starts dust bustering him as he's eating. Goes full on Danny Tanner. <laughs> and Carl Winslow asks him, you know, when, when are you going to learn to relax? And he's like, what are you talking about? I am relaxed. Carl Winslow says, I don't mean the little R. I mean the big R. I don't know what, like, I know what he's talking about, but I don't know if what the big R, if that stands for something. I went through my limited vocabulary in my head and I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Tommy's just like, oh, you mean when am I going to get laid? Well, you know, I did four times this morning already. I'm exhausted. How do you get R to laid? I, I can't make that connection. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of a euphemism for sex that starts with R. Railing? <laughs> I doubt that's it. Yeah, that's not the first thing that I would like. Did you rail anybody this morning before work? <laughs> no, no, I have not. But they go to the docks and they talk to Amos, who is this old, old man. Curmudgeon. Yeah. And he's got this big dog. Uh, Bordeaux. Yeah. As this dog comes jumping out of the, the window. They start playing 2001 The Space Odyssey theme, a.k.a. Ric Flair's theme. Like I said, this dog jumps out of the window and just comes charging down the dock. And Tom Hanks just like, I brought you a friendship muffin. And the dog had no interest in the muffin. Yeah, the dog is running towards him in slow motion. Tom Hanks is just like, the muffin, the muffin, the muffin. Pay, pay attention to the goddamn muffin, you mutt. But the dog tackles him and like puts his mouth around his neck. Doesn't like you know try to rip it out or anything but just puts his mouth there that's nice and amos comes Good out and he's like yeah amos comes out and he's like hooch get off him and tom hanks you know in in that tom hanks yell is just like i brought him a muffin he knows me <laughs> and amos is just like oh you didn't even break the skin this dog loves you well, that's good to know but amos starts complaining about the seafood plant that's like right on the other side of the water and he's like, I, you know, I, I know there's something going on there. I, I hear strange noises at night. Nefarious noises. Yeah. And Tom Hanks is like, I thought you said you didn't, you didn't hear so well anymore. And he's like, well, I don't hear it. Hooch hears it. And he tells me about it. So Hooch can speak English or is telepathic. At least to, to Amos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's some silly, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they don't like, they don't show that or even... I know. Like, <laughs> but Tom Hanks tells Amos that he's leaving. And he's like, you know, the, the guy who's taking my, my place is terrified of your dog. And Amos just like comes out with a beer and like pours a beer in Hooch's bowl. And he's like, I gave him whiskey once and he howled all night. Now he just sticks to beer. <laughs> I've never given any of my dogs beer. I haven't once either. I think my dad might have given our dogs beer when I was a kid. Shasta stole some of Joanna's champagne once or twice. 
and became kind of obsessive and just like would eyeball her <laughs> anytime she had champagne. <laughs> so they get a call and they, the, I, I didn't catch this woman's name, but she tells him that there's these kids on the beach that found some money. Uh, so far they're up to $8,000. Goddamn kids get off my beach. So Tom Hanks and Carl Winslow go to the beach and the mom is there and she gives them the money. And they're like, you know, she says, at first I thought it was play money. And then when I looked at it, I realized it was real. And I figured I better call you guys. And Tom Hanks tells them, all right, here's the deal. Uh, in 30 days, if no one claims it, it's yours and you can keep it. And the little boy is like, you know, it's, it's my money. I found it. and My sister can't have any. She tries to steal a dollar backhand, the wench. <laughs> <laughs> but Tom Hanks says, all right, but you have to use it for college. That's the law. <laughs> and the mom's like see I told you <laughs> fine I won't go to college just so I can get the $8,000 now <laughs> that night in the seafood plant two of the bosses are talking and they try to flag down one of the employees and he takes off running and so one guy like chases after him throws a knife gets him right in the leg it was a good throw it was yeah which we find out later, this guy was in special forces. So it makes all sense. He just wasn't a ninja. <laughs> no, I don't think he was a ninja. Damn. But they notice that this guy has a very similar bag of money to the one that the kids found in his waistband. And so the owner of the the fish place is just like, you know, I can't, can't believe you would steal from me, all this stuff. And suddenly... Hooch starts barking and Amos comes out. He's yelling at Hooch and the owner tells the knife guy, he's like, Hey, go, go talk to the old man. Make sure he didn't see anything. So knife guy goes to Amos and, you know, starts talking to him and all this stuff. And Amos is just like basically saying, fuck you. I don't need your bullshit. I'm tired of you guys. I know you're doing something over there. He's like, I'm going to get my dog on you. And so Knife Guy grabs Amos and stabs him in the back. For no apparent reason. He didn't see shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he had threatened to get his dog, but like that was, that was it. Like, right. Knife Guy probably could have just walked away and it would have been fine. Yeah. Movie over. (laughs) But Hooch sees this and jumps through the window, which by the way, was closed. Yes. Shatters the the glass. Yeah. He's an escape artist, as you will, we will find out. Yeah. But he chases off Knife Guy and he stands next to Amos's, or actually sits next to Amos's body and just starts howling. Poor boy. Poor Hooch. So next day, uh, Tom Hanks and Carl Winslow show up. It's funny because Tom Hanks says, like, you, you ever done a, a murder investigation before? And Carl Winslow says something like, you know, I moved here to get away from murder investigations because there's a lot of murders in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. A lot of murder in Chicago and Nakatomi Plaza. That too, yeah. But Tom Hanks starts bagging up like literally everything he can find. Even he's like putting putting bags over Amos's hands just in case there's anything under his fingernails, you know? Smart, I guess. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the, the protocol. We're not cops. We're podcasters. That's right. But the local sheriff's department shows up and they, they start, you know, flicking Hanks and Winslow shit. And, you know, they're like, why are, you, why are his hands bagged? 
Hank says, you know, it's just, you know, to preserve anything under his fingernails. And the guy's like, oh, would you read that in a book? And Tom Hanks says, yeah, it's a great big blue book, but I think you would have liked it. It had a lot of pictures. <laughs> and then the, the chief of the investigators, whatever Hanks and Winslow's department is, right, shows up and it's Craig T. Nelson. Coach. Coach, Mr. Incredible and uh, noted trash person, Craig T. Nelson. Is he a trash person? Oh, yes. I have not heard this. Uh, he doesn't believe in paying taxes, which he, he like publicly stated he was going to stop paying taxes. And I don't know how he hasn't gotten arrested for tax evasion unless he was just blustering. Yeah, you think uh, something would happen there. Yeah, I mean, it happened to Wesley Snipes. It did. He, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he's also a tea partier. Oh, God damn it, coach. Or the uh, the poltergeist got you instead of your daughter. Yeah, really. But back to the movie. Um, the, the, the hooch animal control comes and tries to tries to get hooch, but hooch is just too big and strong, and he's he's not having it. He will not have it. He was he flings one of them like in the water, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and then the other one just kind of like is like fuck this. I'm done. It's on you. Yeah, and Tom Hanks grabs the you know the the stick with the loop on it that the animal control. I don't is that have a name? Stick with a loop. Sticky loopy. Yeah, loopy sticky. <laughs> he takes the loopy sticky that's around Hooch's neck and he tries to get Hooch in the, in his car, but Hooch is able to evade him. He like jumps into the car but then jumps right out the other side. Good dog. Yeah, just keeps get, getting away without getting in the car. So finally, Tom Hanks jumps in the car and he's just like, all right, if you don't want to get in the car, then I know what we're going to do. I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. And so he drives off and he's got the loopy sticky hanging out the, the window <laughs> with Hooch like running alongside the car. And he's so happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the first walk that dog's ever had in his entire life. Hooch seems to love it. But, um, why did, no oh oh he's driving along and he did, like he's got a light on top of his car which is not flashing and he doesn't have his like warning lights on so i'm like you should probably you know give people a little more notice that you have a dog next to your car you'd think but you know it's a small town there's like eight other people in the town so that's yeah, true but he takes hooch to the vet the vet emily played by uh is it is her name mayor it's M-A-R-E, is it? Yeah, just Mayor. Mr. Mayor. Mr. Mayor. Um, he takes Hooch to this vet. Mayor, um, I forgot her last name already. Winningham. Mayor Winningham, which, tell me this woman is not like a perfect combination of Leah Thompson and Carrie Fisher. That's exactly what I was thinking. Really? And I, yeah. And she was also part of the Brat Pack for a little bit, I think, as well, that I read. Really? Yeah, she was in a like St. Elmo's Fire and a couple other of those Brat Pack movies back in the day. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Hooch chases this collie into the vet, and she sees Hooch, the vet does, and just like starts yelling at Tom Hanks that he's neglecting this dog and he's filthy and uh, he's you know he's not well fed and all this stuff. And Tom Hanks is like, "Hey, this is not my fucking dog." Like. He asks her, he says, you know, do you think that he could like point out a suspect? Like, is that something that dogs can do? Like if I showed him a photo, could he like recognize him? She says, well, 
he could, but not by a photo. Like dogs don't see in 2D. So he could recognize a sound or a scent, but not a photo. So dogs don't see 2D. They only see in 3D. Hmm. I didn't know that. Probably did actually know that. I don't know if I, I don't think I've ever heard that before. So I'm not entirely sure that's true, but I also don't know enough to say it's not. Right. Neither do I. I know they're colorblind. Yes. They see in grays and blacks. Right. Why is the grass gray? Why is the sky gray? Why is a rainbow gray, 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 and ultra gray? (laughs) (laughs) These humans are full of shit. They say the sky is blue and the grass is green. I beg to differ. (laughs) But uh, he asks the the vet, Emily, if, if she could take Hooch. And she's like, are you married? He's like, no. She says, do you have a girlfriend? He says, no. And she's like, do you, you know, do you work? And he says, says, yeah, I'm a cop. And she says, all right, well, it sounds like your lifestyle is perfect for this dog. He can, you know, protect you when you're home and protect your home when you're away. Not what he wanted to hear. (laughs) No. So Tom Hanks takes, takes Hooch home and Hooch just barks all night. So Tom Hanks runs outside in his underwear (laughs) In his, his tidy blueies. They're not tidy whiteies because yeah. they're like navy blue. Which I feel like I feel like there's another movie where Tom Hanks wears navy blue underwear too, but I can't think of what it is. I think it was the Burbs. I was thinking big. Could be big. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't either. But he runs outside and he's just again in that typical Tom Hanks yell that I wish I could do an impression of, but I can't. Only Tom Hanks can do that. Yeah. He's just like, what do you want? He's like, if you're hungry, finish the burgers, eat the buns. (laughs) The buns. (laughs) He's like, you can't be thirsty. You've got water, orange juice, crayon apple. What do you want me to do? Make you a margarita? (laughs) I love how there's like 14 bowls out on the deck. The first one I saw was the orange juice. And I was like, is that, are those eggs? Like, that's what I thought too. It's like, I don't think you should give a dog raw eggs. It's like, I know yeah, you give them like hard boiled, but not raw. I was like, you're doing the Rocky montage with the dog? Dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun. But as soon as Tom Hanks goes back inside, which uh, literally two minutes later, because you could see his clock when he gets up and when he goes back to bed, it's 10 02 and then 10 04. And he goes back to bed and Hooch just starts up r- right back again. Poor boy. I mean, his his dad just got murdered. Yeah, he's sad. He's he's sad. He's confused. He doesn't know what's going on. He's in this weird place. He's tied to a post. Yeah, so Tom Hanks goes out there and he takes him off the post. And as soon as he does, Hooch runs inside and he slams into the door and the door s- swings shut and locks behind him. He locked the door. <laughs> so... Tom Hanks goes around the side and he starts opening this window and Hooch runs up and starts barking at him like he's an intruder. This is my house now. My house. (laughs) Tom Hanks is just like, back up. Back up. Finally, Hooch backs up and sits down. Uh, Tom Hanks is able to come back in the window. And he says, all right, if we're going to make this work, we're going to have to go over some ground rules. No barking. No growling. No lifting your leg on anything in this house. This is not your room. He goes to the next room and he's like, no slobbering, no chewing. You will wear a flea collar. This is not your room. Goes to the, ne- goes to the next room. I think it's his bedroom. He says, no begging, no sniffing of crotches. You will not uh, drink from my toilet. 
this is not your room. <laughs> and then he goes to like a, a, a storage room or something, his pantry. And he's like, this is your room. And Hooch like shakes and slobber goes everywhere. And he's like, yep, oh. this is the place to do that. Yep. <laughs> All over the cereal and cleaning supplies. Yeah. <laughs> so the next day he goes to work and he brings Hooch with him and he goes to leave him in the backseat of the car. Don't ever do this with your dogs. It's a terrible idea. Yeah, don't do this. But Hooch starts just eating the the headrest. Starts ripping the upholstery off. It's a good boy. It's what Tom Hanks deserves. Yeah. Tom Hanks comes back out. He's like, you ate the car. Don't eat the car. (laughs) He gets in and he's like, you still hungry? Here, here's an ashtray. Eat that. (laughs) Hooch is like, all right. I'll have that. Probably. But so he puts Hooch back in the storage room, leaves him there the next day when he goes to work. Not smart. Oh, yeah. I mean, what's he supposed to do? He can't take him to work, can't leave him home. But so Hooch Hooch just like starts, he backs up and just runs and bashes his head into the door. (laughs) And he does this a couple times until finally he breaks through and he's like, here's Johnny. <laughs> uh, Hooch is played by a dog named Beasley, by the way. His first and only role. Yep. But he, he breaks through the door and he goes into the kitchen and he starts just pulling everything out of the cupboards. It's a good boy. Is it? No, it's not. I was going to say, how mad would you be if, if Shasta did this? <sighs> she has done this and I was pretty mad. <laughs> I had to walk away. <laughs> hey, he pulls out like cereal. And, uh, God, I can't remember what else, but yeah, the first day we had Shasta, she ate my pillow and my favorite <sighs> basketball shoes. Oh, I was like, Oh, Shasta beer. No. Oh no. <laughs> she was like, I'm so sorry, but I had nothing to chew on. I was like, Oh, we got to go get something for her to chew on because Dawkins doesn't like toys. <laughs> so we're really? like, no, he, he's like, he'll pack it around for like two seconds. And be like, okay, I'm done with this. And he, Dawkins is a weird dog. You've you've met Dawkins. You know he's yeah. a weird dog. Yeah. And Jess is like, I will have this to chew on. I will have that to chew on. I will do this to chew on. And Pearl Gray is the same way. She's like, you pet her in the right spot and she just like starts chewing on your pillow or your blanket. It's, yeah. When you meet her, you'll see. But meanwhile, Tom Hanks is at the grocery store and he's trying to find things for Hooch to chew on. Uh, he, he's looking at like these like little cans of dog food, like little like tuna can sized Something you'd feel a Pomeranian. Right. And he's just like, you know, this this says turkey and bacon. Is this dog food? And the guy working at the store is just like, oh, yeah, you know, people like to give give their dog the best. What kind of dog do you have? And he's just like, it's a, it's a, it's a big dog. I don't know. It's a big one of those big fuckers. <laughs> Cujo. The guy's like, oh, you don't want that. Then you want this. And he pulls out like the 90 pound bag of food. Yeah. He lifted it up pretty easily, too. Uh, I mean, relatively. Yeah, that's true. We see Hooch back at home has opened the fridge, <laughs> started just pulling stuff out of the fridge. Uh, of course, getting the beer out of the door, getting that Miller so Genuine draft. It was so cute how he popped it open and was just like drinking the little spray that was coming out of it. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he I'm like, very content. <laughs> he's like, like pops a hole in it and it's like squirting straight up and he's just drinking it like a water fountain. <laughs> he's like, it's been a hard couple of days. I needed a drink. <laughs> I need a beer. Uh, but at, back at the store, the guy hands um, Tom Hanks a rawhide bone. Right. 
and he's Tom Hanks is like, why do I need to give him this? Like he's got all this food. What does he need? What does he need to treat for? And the guy's like, well, it's either chew this or chew your furniture. And so Tom Hanks just grabs like all eight of them. Of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> give me all your raw hides. I don't think you heard me correctly. You probably heard me say, give me a lot of rawhide. No, I said, said. (laughs) give me all of your rawhide. Back at the homestead, Hooch sees a soccer ball in the closet up on the top shelf. So, of course, he pulls the whole shelf down because he's got to get this soccer ball. He picks it up in his mouth and starts throwing it. It's a good boy. Like, you know, hits the stereo, knocks the stereo over so of course, then he starts chewing on the on the speaker. Here's Beatrice again with her her toy. <laughs> she said, "Dad, it's time to play." Oh, he also breaks a lamp. We have to break the lamp. Tom Hanks spends ninety seven fifty one on all this dog supplies. I spend like eighty bucks just on dog food every three weeks. Uh we spend like seventy. God, it might be about every three weeks, yeah. And he, but yeah, so he's honestly for ninety seven fifty one, he got a lot of stuff. He did. If I he got like three hot. bags of dog food. Yep. Yeah, he, that's true. If I spend ninety bucks at you broke it you, <laughs> at the uh, pet store, it's like food, at one treat, and like one toy, and that's from the bargain bins. Where'd the rest of it go? She pulled the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i'm excited to see your christmas tree this year um sorry it's the dog episode it's fine so tom hicks comes home oh you brought it back tom hicks comes home <laughs> and he walks in and he's just like in shock like he, he's speechless and he just like slowly reaches under the sink and pulls out a spray bottle and just starts spraying down the counters because he's like i don't know what else to do he's like i'm yeah he was just so crestfallen and he's like i don't know my life is ruined everything that i've owned is ruined that's one of those messes where it's like you walk in and you go i don't know where to start yeah it's like i gotta start somewhere it doesn't matter where i start because it doesn't make a fucking difference right but yeah, just like everything is destroyed. There is slobber everywhere. Now what are you In- doing, weirdo? <laughs> including his shoes, which is absolutely disgusting. Yeah. This is and I mean, it's it's thick, white, ropey slobber. It's slobber. Yeah. <laughs> it's not anything else. But it kind of no. looks like it. <laughs> it mm, he could have fucked the shoe. We don't know. He's not fixed. <laughs> That's true. We do see that. Uh, Tom Hanks, in a fit of rage, kicks the soccer ball and it goes right through one of his windows. So he's doing damage himself now. Yeah. It is not a good night to be Tom Hanks. He finds Hooch laying on his bed, on Tom Hanks' bed, not Hooch's bed, just licking himself, going to town with himself. As a dog tends to do for hours on end when they're not sleeping. It's true. So Tom Hanks like hits him with a pillow. Tries to have a pillow fight with him, but Hooch just grabs the pillow and promptly destroys it. Feathers everywhere. <laughs> I've never had a pillow fight with my dog. I've done, like, not, like, sw- reaching back and swinging, like, a baseball <laughs> bat or anything. But, like, I'll take a pillow and kind of, like, rub it in her face. Yeah. 
I don't not don't smother your dogs. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't be like Taylor. <laughs> Come home, have a drink, smother your kids. It's fun, right? No, yeah. it's not fun. Don't smother your kids. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I don't know. Children are annoying. I'd rather have a dog. <laughs> okay, don't smother your dog. Ding 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 ding. Okay. I never would hurt. Where my was puppies. that PSA? Yeah. Don't John kill your dogs. Dorian. Yeah, thanks, John Dorian. Which, by the way, speaking of Scrubs, I just want to throw this out there. There were characters on Scrubs named Turner and Hooch. There was. Hooch is crazy. Hooch be crazy. And Turner was actually played by Tom Hanks' brother. Holy shit, I missed that. You didn't notice? He looks exactly like him. I never paid attention to Turner. But I am way overdue for another Scrubs watch through. Oh, there's, there's the knot from the toy. Oh. That's too small. You can't chew that. That's you're gonna choke on that. Here, have a light bulb. <laughs> Take it. It's a cloth light bulb. It is not a sixty watt. It's, it is not a real light bulb. It rattles. It's not an LED. Here you go. You want it? Take it. Goofball. Taylor babies his dogs just as much as I do, if not more so. It's true. So. Where was I? We're talking about Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, and apparently Tom Hanks' brother like also does like the voice of Woody at Disneyland and stuff whenever Tom Hanks isn't available. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a pretty good gig if you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I want to be Tom Hanks' stunt double, but his brother took it from me. That and I'm a <laughs> foot taller cock. than Tom Hanks. <laughs> stunt cock. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? But Tom Hanks at this point is like, that's it. I'm getting my gun, my rod, my iron, my piece, my gat, my heater. I didn't know they used the term gat back in 1988 when this was filmed. Yeah, really? I wasn't wasn't listening to hip hop back when I was seven. (laughs) Let's not go ganking anyone. Yeah. But Hooch takes off. He like smashes through. He's got one of those like big windows to the side of his door. And Hooch smashes through that and takes off running. And Turner is just like, don't, do not come back. We are done here, sir. Our relationship has now ended. So he starts cleaning and all of a sudden he hears scratching at the front door. Pearl Gray does that. It's not like one scratch or a bunch of scratches. It's just one. Just like she hits the door, kind of like she's knocking. <laughs> she's like, I would like to go outside now, or outside now, sir, if you do not mind. But he opens the door, and there is Hooch with the collie. Aww. And, well, actually, before he opens the door, he yells at Hooch and just like, go away. You know, you're not wanted here. And then he's like, I wish it was raining. No, I wish it was snowing. No, I wish it was hailing. God, send me hail. Send me hail the size of cantaloupes. He's not in Oklahoma. <laughs> but so yeah, he opens the door and Hooch and the collie come come in and Turner is just like, she could not spend the night. If you go into your room, keep the door open six inches. <laughs> <laughs> but so he takes the collie back to the vet. Collie goes in and he, he at first he's like holding Hooch in the car and then he just goes, what am I doing? Let's Hooch out and he's like, go get her. Yeah, <laughs> Hooch follows the collie. They go through the, the doggy door. In through the outdoor. And as as he's going to leave, all of a sudden, Emily comes out the front door. 
And Turner's just like, oh, I was uh, looking for my dog. Have you seen him? And she's just like, do you know anything about fuses? He's like, like, like electrical fuses? Like, like a fuse box? Or like, fireworks. Yeah, yeah, no, dynamite. What are you? <laughs> yeah. I have a mine downstairs and I need to blow, ho- open a hole. <laughs> but so he goes inside and she's replacing all the fuses. And she's like, you know, tell me when the bathroom light comes on. And he notices that she's in the process of painting. And so he picks up a brush or he picks up a towel and he starts kind of like wiping off some paint that's on the, the windowsill. And then he picks up a brush and he starts like trying to finish the painting. And she comes in and she's just like, you know, what are you doing? And it's like, he's OCD. He can't yeah. deal. Yeah. This is a half done paint job. She's like, this bothers you, doesn't it? And he's like, oh, this, this drives me crazy. I started painting my bathroom last year. I did the ceiling in like half a wall and I just stopped. <laughs> just left it? Just left it. I'll, t- I'll send you a picture. <laughs> but so they together, they finish painting the room, which he's like, he's so meticulous about, you know, painting the edges. And then he like takes a towel and wipes off any spots that he gets on the molding. And I'm like, why isn't he just using painter's tape? Right. You think a guy like that would have painter's tape? Actually, I don't think she had painter's tape. It was just like the Pepto-Bismol colored paint and like some rollers. That's true. Yeah, maybe she didn't have painter's tape. But, you know, they're talking and there's kind of kind of some sparks starting to fly. And all of a sudden, Tommy's just like, well, I better go. I, I have some packing to do. And she's like, why, you know, why are you leaving? No dick for you tonight, ma'am. Yeah. She's, you know, why are you leaving? And he's like, because I'm starting to like you. Or she says, do you want to go for a walk? And he says, no. And he says, I, I'm starting to like you. And if we go for a walk, then I'm going to like you even more. And one day we might even end up in love. And one day you're going to call me a selfish, compulsive bastard. And you never want to see me again because I drive you insane. And who has time for that? He has some mother issues, I feel. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have a feeling that his mother called him selfish at one point in time, and now he is projecting these feelings upon other women. That makes sense. That's my 101 psychology that I never use. (laughs) But so he takes Hooch home, uh, but he agrees to come back tomorrow and finish the hallway. Yeah, he will. (laughs) (laughs) Not a euphemism. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's a pink hallway, though. Is he going to throw his hot dog down it? Yeah, it's like throwing a hot dog in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> the town vet gets around. Sorry. He goes home and he boards up the hole in the, in the door. He's like, all right, try to get through that. Good night, Houdini. It's not really Houdini. <laughs> you know how he got through. Yeah, it's more like the juggernaut. Yeah. <laughs> or the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But he wakes up the next morning and Hooch is laying in his bed. That happens to me every morning. <laughs> laying on his side with his head on the pillow. And it's so adorable. It is. That's how I wake up every day. Um, Joanna has her side of the bed. We have a border pillow. So we do not cross into each other's sections. Because Joanna sleeps so hot. <laughs> so hot. I do not cuddle her. And then there's my portion of the bed. And Pearl Gray will work her way up throughout the night. She'll start by my knees. But by the time I wake up in the morning... Her head's on the middle pillow, and she's just completely passed out and cannot be bothered. Oh. Yeah. B is not a pillow sleeper. She will curl up at the end of the bed, and that's where she stays. Oh, good girl. I wish Pearl Gray would do that, because Pearl Gray also sleeps very hot. Hotter than Joanna. 
It's a radiator. And then she does one of my favorite things where she slides her front legs off the bed and then just drags her back legs off. (laughs) (laughs) Stretching her hips. But so he tries to give Hooch a bath and Hooch just, you know, out muscles him because he's enormous. He's like a 120 pound dog. Yeah. So he takes him outside and he uses like one of those car washing wands. Smart move. Yeah, he's standing like six feet away from him, just, you know, scrubbing him. And Hooch seems to be loving it. (laughs) (laughs) It's good attention. God, last week I had to do something similar. Um, Pearl Grey likes to run out into the yard and just dive into it and just like get scratched by the grass, basically. And she slid through a pile of Dawkins dog shit. So she had just dog poop from her right ear down to her tail. And she comes up to the door. She's like, dad, I messed up. And I'm like, yeah, you did <laughs> to the bath with you. And she's like, oh no, I've really messed up now. <laughs> so Hooch is getting ready for work, goes to put on his shoe and it's just, it's full of slobber. <sighs> so he takes Hooch to the office, brings Hooch in with him, hooks him up to uh, like lifts up a desk, puts the leash under the desk. Hooch looks out the window and he sees this wedding going on across the street. And Hooch notices knife guy is the photographer for this wedding. And so Hooch just starts barking like crazy. And Turner doesn't really think anything of it. Just starts yelling at him. You know, thinks he's just being an annoying dog. But the guy moves. And so Hooch goes to look out a different window and drags the desk across the room. Because he's strong. (laughs) Yeah. But he keeps barking. And finally, he like he drags the desk far enough that it like overlaps a stair. And so he's able to drop the leash and he runs out the front door and he's chasing knife guy down the street and Turner and Carl Winslow running after him. And the guy gets in his car and takes off. So Turner and Carl Winslow commandeer this Nissan stanza. (laughs) It's like a brand new, like 1988 Nissan stanza too. Yeah. Driven by this kid named Ernie and they like, they stop and they pick up Hooch and trashes Ernie's groceries. Yeah. They're chasing this guy down, but they can't catch up with him because he's in a Cadillac and they're in a Nissan Stanza. A very loaded Nissan Stanza. Yeah, complete with this 120-pound dog, you know. But they are able to get the guy's license plate, but then they lose him. He swerves in and out of traffic until finally he evades them. They get out of the car, and Turner is just like, what's the matter with your mom? She couldn't get a car with some muscle. (laughs) (laughs) But so they go back to the office. And Turner realizes just somehow through his skills of deduction, I guess, realizes that Hooch was chasing after Amos's murder. Murderer. Murderer. Um, At this point, Hooch farts. And so So the whole rest of the scene, everyone is just kind of like, yeah, so. uh, (sighs) Windows and doors are being opened. Yeah. Newspapers are being used as fans. They're trying to establish motive and they're like, you know, well, Amos complained about noises from the seafood place all the time. And Craig D. Nelson just like, well, Amos complained about everything. And Turner is like, yeah, and now he's dead. So maybe he was right. Good point there. That's some good detective work. Yeah. They intimate that maybe they are smuggling drugs into this uh, fish. It's, uh, not a hatchery. I don't know. They just called it like a plant, I guess. Yeah, factory, cannery. I'm not sure what exactly it is they do 
Is it a cannery? I don't think it was. Can- I think they just like put fish on ice and then shipped it out. Yeah, because they got like a lobster tank and stuff. Yeah. But so they go home and to celebrate Hooch's like fingering the guy, I guess. Not fingering, like. <laughs> not finger blasting. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like not fingering his butthole or anything, but just like, you know, finding the, the perp. Turner gives him a, a big bowl of steak and chocolate chip cookies. And I was like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> One, cook that steak. Even just a little bit. And two, no chocolate or sugar for your dog ever. Yeah, he just gave him raw meat chunks, didn't he? Yeah, he did. It's like if you're gonna give dog raw meat, it's gonna be it has it's chicken. Um, but you wanna cook pork or beef. Or just cook at all of it. Yeah. Just to all be safe. Works. And and no yeah. chocolate. No chocolate. Joanna, uh, during our first Christmas, got my roommates at the time chocolate chip cookies and Dawkins ate them while her and I went out to dinner. Oh no. <laughs> He got a little sick. Not deathly sick, but he had really, really bad diarrhea for like two days. Ew. Yeah. That was not fun. Yeah, you'd think one one of the 13 writers could have been like, isn't chocolate bad for dogs? I don't think they knew that in 1989, probably. Or if they did, they just didn't care. Uh, maybe. But Hooch is, is, or Turner is talking to Hooch, and he's you know telling me he, he did a good job and all this stuff. And, but, and then you know they kind of start playing. Turner's like, you're not so tough. And Turner kind of chases him around the house, wrestles him to the ground and like bites his neck. And Hooch, <laughs> you know, Hooch like lays on his back and, you know, goes into a vulnerable position, which means from a dog, that means that they respect you. Yep. And the fact, the fact that Hooch lets Turner put his mouth on his neck is a, is a sign of respect. Right. That's, that's big. So the next day they go and they search the seafood plant and they find nada, bupkis, zilch. Nothing. So, you know, they're they're talking about this guy that Hooch followed. And they look up his license plate and they find that he's actually registered to this hotel. He doesn't have an actual home address. And the owner of the place is just like, you know, I don't know. He shows up for work every day. If he shows up to pick up his paycheck, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Uh, but otherwise, I really don't know where to find him. So Turner goes home and he's calling the, the Monterey Police Department. That's where the hotel is. And he's just like yelling at him for not being very good uh, investigators. It's like, how dare you not do your job properly? Yeah. But this whole time, Hooch is resting his resting his chin on Turner's leg. Oh, good boy. But so I don't know if it's the same day or the next day, but Turner and the vet, uh, Emily, and Hooch and the collie, whose name was Celeste? Something like that. They all go to the beach. They're hanging out on the beach. And Emily, you know, at one point <laughs> does that thing that girls do where she's like, what am I thinking about? And Hooch is just like, you know, I, I don't. What are you thinking about? I don't fucking know. You know what I'm thinking. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you're thinking about that. He's like, well, I, you know, I, I think about that sometimes. And she's like, oh, yeah? Well, how, how far do you get? He says, I get to uh, unbuttoning your blouse. And she's like, well, I get a lot farther than that. Oh, a dirty girl. <laughs> and so they start making out on the beach. We have to assume that they sleep together that night because that night or early morning, I don't know, it's still dark, but Turner goes downstairs. Try, he goes to open the fridge. There's a padlock on the fridge now that he unlocks. Yeah. Opens the fridge. <laughs> 
starts drinking some orange juice right out of the carton and Emily walks in and she's like, ew, right out of the carton. Turner's like, oh my God, a woman in my house. (laughs) How'd you get in here? But so they start making an omelet together, but she starts like grinding on him. Yeah, she wants seconds. Yeah. And not of an omelet. But so they start making out. They're getting ready to hump right there in the kitchen when suddenly he has an epiphany and he's like, wait a minute. The seafood plant, they're not smuggling something in. They're smuggling something out. All right. And he's like, I got to go. I got to go right now. Uh, Just clean up when you're done. I'll meet you for dinner tomorrow night. And then like, he runs out the door and you just hear him go, put that down. (laughs) (laughs) No idea what it is, but. Definitely not something good. I'm going to assume it's shoes. (laughs) Probably. But he goes on a stakeout with Hooch. It's this nice bonding moment where Hooch is in the passenger seat and he's watch or Turner is watching this plant and he gives Hooch a treat and like he kind of smells it. He's like, one of these are any good. And he like tries to take a bite. He goes, oh, they're hard. <laughs> Which have you ever tried a milk bone? No, but I know they're hard. I've broken them in half. And have you tried a dog treat? I've never had a dog treat. No, I don't believe you. <laughs> I've never done it. I remember one time we got Suka these treats and they were like, the ingredients were like peanut butter, blueberry, and oats or something like that. That was it. That was all that was in it. Interesting combination. And so I had their dog treats. They always have weird shit. Banana and bacon and shit. Yeah, that's weird. But my friend Brian is just like, that's all that's in here? Like, you could eat these. And so I just grabbed one and popped it in my mouth. How was it? <laughs> it was kind of bland, honestly. Oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, dog treats aren't going to hurt hurt people. I don't, I don't, no, I don't know that I've tried a milk bone. No, but Hooch like he tries to bite when he goes, oh, they're hard, and he like takes a bite and he eats it and he goes, huh, not bad. Tastes like health food though. Makes sense. <laughs> Which uh, yeah, they kind of do. Like I said, it's bland. You know, like health food is always kind of drab. Yeah, it's never that great. Even now. Imagine what it tastes like in 89. Yeah, really. But he's like, all right, I brought you something. A Diet Coke. You're getting that, you're getting those jowls. You got to work on that. He was, it was a pretty jolly dog. Yeah. Which I like that he brings him a Diet Coke, not a light beer. Like, wouldn't a light beer be more, be more on gimmick for the movie? I think so. Because Hooch is always drinking beer. Yeah, maybe they had a sponsor. Well, they used Miller Genuine Draft. I'm sure MGD had a uh, light beer back then. Well, I don't know. Was light beer really that popular in 89? I have no idea. I wasn't drinking beer yet at eight years old. That's (laughs) true. But nothing comes of the stakeout. So the next day, Turner and Winslow go to the plant again. And Carl Winslow's just like, you... You got that look about you. Turns like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, no, you, you got the look. You got that glow. You humped the vet. Humped the vet. <laughs> Turns like, humped the vet, really? He's like, yes, I, you know, shared an evening with, he says the future Mrs. Turner. And I'm like, oh, pump the brakes there, guy. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. It's been one date. Yeah. But so they go back to the plant and they're talking to the floor manager or whatever. And they're like, well, Mr. Um, the owner. What's the owner's name? 
It was they like say French it so sound. many times, and now I can't they remember. Do. It was for fuck's sake. What Something was that it? starts with a B, I think. Boyette. Boyette. They're like Mr. Boyette said that it was fine if we came and searched the place, and the guy's like, "Well, all right." If Mr. Boyette said, and Carl Winslow's like, "He didn't say that." Tom Hanks is like, "Yeah, he did. Yesterday." <laughs> It's fine. He didn't technically lie. No, he didn't. He just withheld some information. Yeah. But so they sniff or they they sniff. They search the whole plant. (laughs) Hooch sniffs. Yeah. Yeah. Turner has him uh, sniff some of the money, the money that he got from the kids. And, you know, Winslow's just like, how do you know that these two things are related? He's like, there's only been two crimes in this whole pissant little town. And they happened two days apart. so In know, the same general area. Yeah. He's like, I think it's pretty safe to assume that they might be related. And so Hooch starts sniffing around. He's like walking across fish corpses. <laughs> but he finds a box of the little baggies that the money came in. The same exact ones. That's right. So, you know, when you're an investigator, like that might not seem like much, but to an investigator, that's, that's primo. Eureka. So uh, Turner, at this point, he tells Carl Winslow, he's like, you know, I I can't tell you what I'm going to do next because uh, I don't want you to get in any trouble. And it's what I'm doing is not exactly above board. Ooh, he's breaking some of his own personal rules at this point. Yeah. All of a sudden we're getting dark Turner. So he goes to the hotel where Knife Guy is allegedly staying. And... The, he, the guy at the counter is not being helpful. He's just like, you know, no, no vacancy. And he's just like, oh, I'm a police officer. And the guy's like, well, you know, you better show me a search warrant or piss off. And it's funny because Turner's like, you know, I'm, I'm not good at being intimidating. I've never really done it before. So, you know, why don't we just do this the easy way? And the guy's like, yeah, why don't you go fuck yourself? And so Turner's like, you know, well. So, you know, you could tell me what I want or I could shoot you in the leg right now. Well, that escalated really quick. <laughs> and the guy's like, you wouldn't. And so he like shoots near his leg. Hits like right a power outlet that sparks. Yeah. yeah, which that could have burned the whole place down. <laughs> yeah, you don't know how that's going to react. But the guy's just like, you know, Jesus Christ, you shot me. Or you shot at me. And Turner's like, yeah, but I missed. So he's like, all right, why don't you t- tell me what you know about Z- Zach Clayton? Is that the name? Oh, no, I, was, I just wrote a knife guy in my, in my notes every time. Zach Gregory. Zach Gregory? Zach Gregory. Who's Zach Clayton? Why do I know that name? Why does that name stick out? I don't, there is no Clayton in this movie. No, but Zach Clayton is somebody. Google Zach Clayton. With a K or an H? Uh, with a K, I think. He is a music, musical artist on YouTube. Weird. I'm I'm not a YouTube watcher, so I don't know where I know that from. That's the only thing that comes up. Weird. Okay. Well, anyways, suddenly from behind, this gun goes up against Turner's head, and he's like, "Is that Gregory?" The guy behind the counter is like, "I assume so. Could be. Probably." But so, I'm just gonna keep calling him Knife Guy. <laughs> just call him Knife Guy. It's fine. Knife Guy. Makes Turner get into his car, the Cadillac, makes him drive. Turner gets in, buckles his seatbelt. Because the whole movie, every time he gets in a car, he buckles his seatbelt and he turns to whoever's in the passenger seat and he's like, you know, buckle up. 
It's the law. But he does not tell Knife Guy to buckle up. He just gets in, oh. puts on his seatbelt, and he starts driving, and suddenly he like starts accelerating, and Knife Guy's just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he like veers off, and there's this little garden wall, and he slams into it, and Knife Guy goes flying through the windshield. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Hooch comes running up, puts his mouth right around the guy's neck, and this time it's it's a little more aggressive. It's a little tighter. But he's not he's not trying to kill him, but he could. Easily. And so Turner's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting sensation, isn't it? It's like, here's what we're going to do. I want you to blink once for yes and blink twice for no, since obviously you can't talk because you have a 120-pound dog on your neck. Stands to reason. He says, did you kill Amos? And he blinks one or blinks twice. And he's like, well, Hooch said you did. And Hooch kind of tightens up a little bit. It's a good boy. Blinks once for yes. And he's like, are you smuggling cash? And the guy blinks once. And he says, is Boyette in charge? And the guy blinks twice. Oh. And he's like, I don't believe you. Is Boyette in charge? And the guy blinks twice again. And so I I mean, I assume he took Knife Guy to prison. I don't really know. <laughs> the scene just kind of ends. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. What, yeah. And he's never seen again, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think so. Turner goes back to the fish plant and he tells, tells Hooch, he's like, I need you to cover the back. You understand back? And I'm like, I don't think back. Got it, boss. I was gonna say, I don't think back is the thing that he doesn't understand. It's probably the cover me part. Right. Hooch doesn't have a gun, but you know, who does have a gun? Craig T. Nelson shows up with a shotgun. Oh, and Turner's like, you know, where's, where's the backup? Craig T. Nelson's like, I got four cars waiting around the corner. Do you nail so Craig they, T. Nelson? Yeah, so they go inside and suddenly Turner like grabs the shotgun and he's like, it was you. You tipped them off. I know you're in on it and I know that you're smuggling money and I know exactly how you're doing it. And he like shoots one of these giant ice blocks and sure enough, there's these bags of money inside. I wonder how he pieced that together. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a couple things in this movie where Turner just kind of knows stuff. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I have found this out in my head. And I'm going to go from that point forward as this is the truth. Like we know he's a very good investigator and, you know, right. it's probably helped by his OCD. Cause like I was saying earlier, um, when Amos was killed, when he's, he's just looking at the um, autopsy report and he's able to deduce from this, that knife guy was in the special ops because of the way that he stabbed him in the lung and not the heart. Right. So he couldn't scream. Right. And Carl Winslow is just like, I, I didn't get any of that from, from this. But I like he says, also, I called the mortician and he told me. <laughs> Smart move. Yeah. But so, yeah, he smashes the ice, finds the, the money. And meanwhile, Hooch is up on the catwalk, thus on making it catwalk. a dog walk. Yes. <laughs> and I like, like someone kind of hears him and Hooch just stops. And freezes. <laughs> Gets all low. Yeah. But he walks along the catwalk and Boyette has his gun fixed on Turner when Hooch jumps off the dog walk, tackles Boyette. But in the process, Boyette shoots Hooch right in the chest. Have to, they didn't have to show this. God damn it. <laughs> uh, Craig T. Nelson comes up. And he suddenly turns the shotgun on Boyette and just blasts him in the face. 
Yeah, I did not see that coming. Yeah, me neither. I was like, what the fuck? And um, Hooch is like, he's he's still alive, but he's like crawling, like army crawling. Yeah. And Craig T. Nelson. He's like kind of dragon. Yeah. And Craig T. Nelson is telling Turner, he's like, look, here's here's the way this is going to go. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to take this guy or well, I guess he's dead. So he's not going to take him in. Yeah. I'm going to take this guy without a head in. <laughs> but he's like, we're going to say that Boyette was smuggling money and uh, that he tried to shoot us. And so we had to kill him. And Turner's just like, well, w- you know, what about Amos? How are you going to explain Amos's murder? And he's like, well, that's easy. You know, Amos saw them and Boyette killed them. And now Boyette's dead. So he doesn't have an alibi. Fuck him. Yeah, win-win for our side. So he's like, you know, are you in? Are you on my side or what? And Turner's just like, all right, you're right. That's nice and clean. We'll we'll go ahead and do that. But it was all a setup because Hooch comes up from behind and bites Craig T. Nelson in the Achilles. He's not going to be running now. Yeah, no more Mr. Incredibling for you. Yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> But Turner and Craig T. Nelson struggle over the shotgun. Turner pulls his pistol and shoots Craig T. Nelson. And I guess he got arrested. I don't know. Again, like it's kind of open-ended. It just, uh, yeah. But Turner's priority right now is getting Hooch to Emily. Right. It would be my first priority too. It's like this crime scene's not going to change in the next couple hours. I'm going to go save my dog. Yeah. So he, he takes Emily or takes Hooch to Emily to the vet takes him inside emily gets him on the table turner's applying pressure to the wound she like starts setting up an iv and stuff but she looks over at turner and she just kind of you know gives that gives that little head shake that we know what that means hooch didn't make it and uh and i lost it i just bawled my eyes out are you crying right now (laughs) i'm crying right now (laughs) Yeah, I pulled Shasta and Dawkins in. They're like, what the hell's going on? We're sleeping, Dad. Come on. I'm like, we just saw Shasta, like, not even six months ago. So it's still fresh. Yeah. I mean, we we both lost dogs recently. So it was really hard to to see this vet, you know. And I totally forgot (laughs) this part of the movie, too. So it was a complete, like, surprise. And it's just like, wounds reopened. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard to watch and Turner, Turner loses it too. He just like slams his hand down on the filing cabinet and just starts, starts balling. Uh, apparently there were two endings and that there was an alternate ending where Hooch does not die. (gasps) Why didn't they go with that one? Uh, because they felt that they needed that moment to really kind of, sink into people to really because i mean if you just give it a happy ending it's very kind of cliche it's and, true you know so they they wanted that that extra kind of punch which obviously didn't work for the critics <laughs> for half the no. critics anyways could have killed carl winslow or like the guy who gave the dog food <laughs> anybody else but the dog <laughs> yeah so Kill the old lady um, who gave the muffins no one likes her <laughs> But so we cut to some time later, no idea how long. There, you'd think they would say six months later or a year later or whatever it is. Right. But 
it it literally just cuts and you don't you don't even know that it's later at first yeah, it could have been the next day for all we know right but we see turner coming out of the police station in cypress beach so obviously he's still there he was supposed to leave for sacramento the next day but so obviously he's still there he gets in a car and he tells tells the guy in the passenger seat buckle up and they go to this like garage and carl winslow is there and he opens the door and there's all these bikes stacked up so many bikes yeah turner's just like you caught the bike thief good job his you know major crime in cypress beach is this bike thief Damn, Scott Pakaitis. <laughs> Pakaitis! I assume it was him. Did they find I, a peach pit anywhere? I was just going to say, did they find a peach pit? Oh, Pakaitis. But all of a sudden, the the beat cop that was in the car with Turner is just like, hey, chief. So Turner is now chief, apparently. Hey, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Since Craig T. Nelson is probably in jail for tax evasion or or dead. He might be dead. Who cares? Who cares? He's he's dead or in jail or presumed Bull. missing or something. Who cares? <laughs> All that matters is Turner is now chief. And this guy says, uh, your wife called. And she said, and I quote, he's out. And if you're not home in five minutes, your hamburger. Ooh. So just looking this up, a dog is pregnant between nine weeks and three months. So about two and a half to three months. So okay. he was busy in those three months. Hooch? No. Who was busy? Turner. Like he Who got married what? in three months. Oh, yeah, that's of, true. Yeah. But I, I... And he became chief? I mean, these puppies are not... They're not newborns, though. No, they're a little older. So we'll say they're like eight but, weeks. So maybe it's five months, six months down the line. Which is still so fast to already be married. Right. Very quick. Yeah. But he rushes home, which home is, is the vet now. Apparently, he's living at the vet with Emily. And uh, he comes in, and she's putting all these collie puppies in like a little Aww. pen. And she's you know talking about he got out, and he destroyed this, and he destroyed that, and all this stuff. And Turner's just like, all right, I'll take care of it. And as he's walking up the stairs, he's just like, um, uh, you know, no barking. No growling, no lifting your leg, no slobbering, no chewing, no begging, no sniffing of crotches, no drinking from the toilet. And then he opens up this closet and there's this little De Bordeaux puppy. Looking exactly like Hooch. Looking like a tiny little mini Hooch. Hooch Jr. Hooch 2. Did they say a name or is it? That was just no. the end. Yeah. And then he, but he looks at him and he goes, this is not your room. <laughs> and we fade to black so what'd you think i liked it except for the one part <laughs> yeah i mean obviously that that ending that ending sticks with you yeah i don't think i've seen this since like grade school so it's been god it's been over 30 years since i've seen this movie um i i liked it i would still watch it again hopefully with the alternative ending if that's available somewhere <laughs> I don't, I don't think it is. Damn um, so, uh, who this? So Daniel Petrie Jr., one of the writers, said in an interview in 2015 with Den of Geek, he said, although he felt the ending that's there is the more emotionally satisfying one, we're not completely irresponsible. 
we had a version where that didn't happen and one where there was a miraculous recovery. So he still got shot. Yeah. Apparently. He said, we tested the films back to back. Two houses of identical size in a multiplex starting half an hour apart. So we could go in, see one ending, listen to one focus group, go in, see the other ending, see that focus group. It was fascinating. Uh, he said, it provoked the passionate response. The other screening, none of that. It was all positive, but muted. Uh, okay. So that was that was the reason. I see why it makes sense from a business perspective. Uh, and Tom Hanks apparently takes responsibility. Really? In an interview with BBC Radio 5, he said, it was a Disney movie, and when we were putting it together, I stood up at a table and pounded my fist and said, in the grand Disney tradition of old yeller, Hooch must die. And so they killed Hooch. We killed Hooch. Holy and shit. We... Yeah, but now he said he regrets it. He says, we killed Hooch, and we never should have. We should have, I guess, kept that doggy alive so we wouldn't have made the children cry. <laughs> or a 40-year-old man in Southern or, California. Or a 40-year-old podcaster. <laughs> 25 years later. <laughs> yeah, they weren't thinking this ahead, you know, thinking this through. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely more emotional. It's I, the only movie that we've done so far that, and maybe the only movie that we will ever do on this podcast that has made me cry, not only watching it, but also recapping it. Dude, I was thinking that when I was watching it, like I, like I said, I was watching it and I started crying and I was just like, I don't know if there's any other movie on our list that would elicit this response from me. Yeah. And you know, like you said, I also fucking lost it. I just like, yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean, about we're, to it again. We're, we're both big time dog people. And like I said, we both lost dogs within the past few months. So it's, um, it, it was very difficult and it really kind of hit close to home on top of just being emotional period. Yeah. So they got the response that they wanted from, you know, us. When was this? It was in 89. So 33 years later. God, 33. Oh, my God. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Uh, but it, they're also, you know, there is still kind of a happy ending because you do get the hooch, hooch baby. That's true. His legacy lives on. Right. Yeah. Who, yeah. Hooch, hooch 2 is apparently just as destructive. And I'd have it no other way. Yeah, apparently uh, there's also a Disney series now that, like, you know, right before I watched it, I was like, oh, why is there two? I only thought there was one movie, and it turns out that there is a series on Disney Plus now that also stars Carl Winslow. Oh, is he in it? He is in it. He's in every episode. Oh, yeah, because I know Josh Peck plays Turner. And that's a good choice to play, you know, Turner. Yeah. Uh, as far as the critics, like I'm honestly surprised to see this one on the list because this seems like a movie that critics would kind of eat up. Right? Yeah. There's, there's. It's funny. It's not silly. Um, it's a good storyline, minus the couple scenes where they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're moving on from this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like, it's and it's emotional, but it's it's family friendly. It's not, you know, like yeah, it's a cop drama, but there's not like gunplay left and right, like. It doesn't show the only time there's a gun wound is when they show the dog getting shot. Yeah, that they didn't need to show that close up. No, I mean, they talk about like in depth about how like, you know, there was a fake dog or a fake dog chest that they use for this. Oh, and, yeah, it was it was clear, clearly yeah. a, a fake. Yeah. And yeah, and it's like 
But, you know, an eight-year-old's not going to fucking know that. Not in 1989 or 2022, going on 2023. Now, Jesus Christ, we're beyond the second half of the year. I can't mm-hmm. believe it. Um, but still. And it doesn't change the emotional response. No, not at all. It's not like we watched it and we were like, oh, it's, it was a fake fake dog, so it's fine. Fake like, dog. We, we, we know how movies work. <laughs> yeah. We've both been in movies. We've both made movies. We know how this shit works. Yeah, we... Uh, but like I said, yeah, it still elicits that emotional response. Um, Even a day later, just talking about it. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I, I'm just very surprised that this was not more critically acclaimed, especially with Tom Hanks. Like, Tom Hanks right. is America's dad. Like, Yeah, and he does no wrong. I think he's made one bad movie in his entire career. Maybe two. I'm thinking the circle and the lady killers. The circle. I'm not sure I even know what that is. It was straight to Netflix and it had Emma Watson. Oh, it was like, I haven't seen it yet either, but it's like basically big brother modernized or 1984 modernized is what I got from it. Could be completely wrong, but people hated it apparently. Hmm. Not familiar with it. Uh, but I mean, Obviously, to critics, Tom Hanks is not bulletproof because I can tell you that there's going to be more Tom Hanks on this show. Uh, quite a bit more Tom Hanks, especially early Tom Hanks, which is crazy. Like I love Tom Hanks; like he's just fantastic in everything he does. Yeah, he doesn't miss. He doesn't miss at all. He's always great in everything he does. Yeah, uh, and including Turner and Hooch. I, you know, this isn't necessarily a particularly quotable movie. Uh, there there are some things you could probably throw out in conversation, but overall, it's just kind of a, a fun movie to watch. And especially if you are a dog lover like us, you know, I I mean, obviously, it's going to rip apart your heartstrings at the end. But you still, the whole reason that that scene is so emotional is because of the rest of the movie and the, the bonding that happens between Turner and Hooch and the fact that he didn't want this dog and he hated this dog at first, and then you know they they bonded and they really kind of forged this beautiful friendship. And you know how much of that Tom Hanks had to fucking carry to make you have that emotional response at the end? Yeah, I mean, Tom Hanks is a guy that made us cry for a fucking volleyball. Like, right. The guy is amazing. Um, Yeah, I actually, I saw a review of this that said it was a positive review. And it said, Turner and Hooch proves that Tom Hanks can act um, opposite anyone. And I was like, obviously, this was written before Castaway. Because Castaway really cemented that he can, like I said, he can elicit an emotional response for a volleyball. Yeah. You know, it's like, shit, he just lost Wilson. Why do I care about a fucking volleyball? Yeah. Because it was his only friend. It was his only friend. It's all he had for like those many years on that island. Yeah. Um, But Castaway, I can tell you, is not going to be on the show because that one, that's everyone loves Castaway. It's a fantastic movie. Anyway, Turner and Hooch uh, on Disney Plus right now. Make sure you watch... This one, I I can't speak for the series. I haven't watched it. I know nothing about it other than that it stars Josh Peck. I haven't watched it yet either. I think I'm going to. Sure. Let me know how it is. Uh, if, if you've seen it, here's an idea. If you've seen the Turner and Hooch series, go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and then in the review box, or in the, uh, yeah, the review box. Yeah. Get, leave, leave us a review of the Turner and Hooch series. There you go. How's that? That would be great. I like that. That's perfect. 
Or, you know, if you don't use Apple Podcasts or you want to hit us up a different way, you can hit us up on social media. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Cult of Splat. Um, also, make sure to check out our website, cultofsplat.com. There will be info on events coming up. You can get merchandise. Other info about the podcast you can find right there. And do us a favor. Tell a friend. Please. We, we're we not celebrities. We're not the kind of people that can get three million hits on a trailer. We don't have a network. We're just two jabronis talking to each other about movies that we love. So if you enjoy the podcast, just tell one person to check us out. That would mean the world to us. We would love you forever for it. We would too. So uh, also, if you if you want to hit up me specifically, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Taylor Bartle. If you want to talk to Kevin, you can hit him up at Kevin Escoda on Twitter and on Instagram. It's Nescoda, and you will see so many pictures of my dogs on my Instagram. <laughs> it's food. It's my dogs, but I don't eat my dogs. <laughs> That's good. I felt I should, but is it dog that. food? No, I don't show any dog food. Sorry if you're looking for dog food porn. All I'm right. sure there's a Reddit for that. <laughs> yeah, there has to be. There's a Reddit for everything. There is. So we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Hope to see you then. Until then, see ya. Bye.